Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we put on our spy suits. <laughs> I was going to say tuxedos, but then I was like, is, I, I feel like only one spy wears a tuxedo of James Bond. But uh, anyway, whatever no, they spy all wear them. Garb. They're all in like CIA. They're all wearing tuxedos. Very visible dress wear for a spy. Uh, clear who is the spy, if you would, if you will, in the uh, 2015 game Code Names. Uh, this is published by CGE or Czech Games Edition. And I think there's some other publishers, but that is the one that I've seen around and the one I think you're most likely to find. Uh, it is for two to eight players, and it is designed by Vlada Chvatil and artist Stefan Gantiez, Tomas Kucherovsky, and Philip Murmak. Uh, I love those. I love those Czech names. And uh, yes, Codenames is a – you've probably seen Codenames or heard about it or run across one of its many iterations in your gaming experiences if you've played for any period of time, uh, at least, I guess, since 2015. And uh, it's, a, it's a popular game that's been around for a while um, and kind of one of those games that sort of fits the line between a party game and a gamer's game or a gamer's party game. But um, yeah, let's talk about it. So first of all, how do we play? All right. Uh, so what you're going to do is you're going to – there's a bunch of cards, and there's a bunch of cards that cover the cards, and then there's another set of cards that only two people can see. Uh, first of what you're going to do is you're going to split yourself into teams. Two teams. Uh, in this case, is going to be a red team and a blue team. Uh, it can be – they should be as close to equal as possible. You shouldn't have, like, two people on one team and eight, and six on the other. Uh, so even it out. Uh, and one person on each of those teams is going to be what they call the spy master. They are the clue giver, essentially. They get to see uh, what all the answers are, and they're going to be the ones giving the clues. Everyone else, they are what they call the field operatives. Uh, this game has kind of a, a spy theme to it, but it is not at all important to the game. It's They were just decided, hey, this is kind of cool. People like spies. Uh, yeah, there are a bunch of cards that have words on them. They're just you know, different nouns, and I think there are a few adjectives in there. It's just like tree or worm or spicy, things like that. Uh, and you're going to have 25 of those in a 5x5 five five grid. They just get placed out there. Uh, and then there's another deck of cards that has the answers on it. It is a, a card that has an array of red and blue, a, one black square, and a couple of, I guess, beige color squares, or if you want to, just white squares. This is what the clue givers, these spy masters, are going to be able to see. Uh, the way I tend to describe this game to most people who are new at it, or actually most people who are new at it and who are, who are really old, I call this code names uh, on crack. Code names times like eight or nine, because it's very similar to the game Code Names. Code Names being a game where what your teammate says one word and you have to guess what that other word is, the matching word. So you might say pencil, and they go sharpener. Uh, and if they're right or if they're right, you get it. If they're wrong, it just moves on. I think uh, one of the late night hosts that begins with a J, uh, who used to be on Saturday Night Live, I can remember. It's not Jimmy Kimmel. It's uh, J, uh, whatever that guy. He's done it a few times with uh, some celebrities here and there. Uh, but essentially, what they're going to be doing, the clue givers are going to try and do. They're going to try and get you to guess. 
the words that is on that little sheet. So the, on the on the little square piece of paper you have, it's going to have like blues in certain locations, reds in certain locations. So the person who's on the blue team, that's the clue giver, is going to look at all those blue locations and align them to the array of words that's out in front and go, okay, I need to get my team to guess these specific words. I need them to get tree and hat and forceps and some other things. Uh, and when they give clues, their clue to their team is going to be essentially two things. It's going to be a word and then a number. The first word technically could be a number, uh, but it's just it, since w numbers are words as well. Uh, but you're going to give a, a word and a number. The word pertaining to uh, the the kind of the subject of it, how all the clue, all the words you're trying to get to links, something that links them either uh, definitional, definitionally, definitionally, I made up a word. Uh, <laughs> that is not one of the words on the cards. Uh, anything that links these words and the number is how many words that the spy master is trying to get their teammates to guess. So, so for example, uh, the spy master may come up with something like uh, flat, Three, uh, that being there are three words in that array of five by five that have something to do with flat. They could be, it could, maybe it's a plate or maybe it's, uh, I don't know, a pancake. It, th those might be, if those words are there, those would be good things to look at. Uh, so the spy master is trying to think of a way to link the words that are their team's words together. So they might see something where it's just like, all right, there's a, a ball. I need them to guess ball, and I need them to guess uh, water. Uh, maybe I can think like balloon. Maybe they'll think like water balloon, and so you'll say, you know, balloon too, and hopefully they'll get, oh, well, maybe it's water and maybe it's ball. I, I, but then again, there might be other words there that are semi-related so that when the your team is trying to guess, they might get thrown off. Uh, anything your teammates are trying to guess they have to say publicly uh, so it's just like oh I think it should be that you can't privately say things so all everybody gets to hear what's happening uh, the clue giver can't give anything away they can't say oh yeah you're really close they have to be pretty silent and they have to have a pretty straight face uh, because they can't kind of give away answers to their team or possibly to the opposing team uh, then what's gonna happen is that team will start guessing words they may guess as many times that is one more than a number set. So in the example I gave of Balloon 2, they can technically make three guesses at maximum, although they might get cut off short. Uh, because when you guess, if you're right, you can keep on guessing until you reach your limit. Uh, but if you're wrong at any point in time, your guesses stop, your turn is over, uh, and it goes to the other team. If you are right, uh, there are little thick cards that get get used to cover up uh, all the words that have been guessed with the appropriate color on them. So if your team guesses the right one, then you're going to color it with your team's color. Uh, if they guess a wrong one, you're going to cover it with whatever that little key, that spy master key, tells you to. So if it's for the other team, you're going to cover it up with the other team, and you just help the other team. Uh, if it's one of the beige ones, the as they call it, bystanders, those are the ones where it's neither team's word, and it's you just you just got zonked there and no one was for the better you just 
don't get to do anymore. And now there's one less word to worry about. Uh, and then there's one special one. It is the assassin word. It is the black one that I mentioned. Uh, if any team guesses that word, the game immediately ends. That team who guessed that word loses. The other team wins by default. Uh, so you're always, when thinking of clues, trying to avoid something that will get your team to guess that. Um, and I did say you can always guess one more than uh, the number that was listed. That is so that in future turns, if, say, for example, they got cut short on a previous turn, maybe they go, you know, I know what he meant by that clue now. It's, it's obviously it's water. He was trying to get me to think water balloon. So in future turns, when you do something like uh, Zanzibar 3, they can go, all right, you know what? Let's, I, I, I think I know what the Zanzibar 3 is, but let's start off with the water balloon. You can get that so you can kind of make up some ground. That is what the extra number is for in that case. Uh, this continues to go back and forth until either someone hits that assassin word or one of the teams gets all of their words. Uh, there are a few other things in there. Uh, there are some limitations on the type of clues you can give. Uh, it's not super important for this explanation for actually playing the game. It is. There, there are a few restrictions here and there. Uh, there are, and there are a few expert types of clues that they give, but I don't think I've I rarely use them. Some of them are like uh, you can say zero after it to say that this clue relates to none of the words and they can that your team can guess as many. Or there's uh, unlimited, which is usually used at the end of the game where if you're like way behind and you're like, well, I just want to kind of hail Mary it. Uh, so I'll say uh, banter, unlimited. Then your team can just continue to guess. There is no limit to how long they can go, but they have a lot less information on what exactly that clue was referring to so they just kind of have to take uh well i think it relates to this and i think it relates to this and i think by this point that's all it relates to and i'm just gonna make a guess so uh the other thing to know is that uh one the first team that starts they have an extra word to get because they get to start uh so it's always a nine to eight split so the first team has to give their team nine words guessing and the other team has to get their team to guess eight words uh but that that is pretty much it there we go. Uh, yeah, like I mentioned before, uh, this game is um, was very popular. I don't think it won. It hasn't won, like, Spiel or anything like that. I don't know if it has, like, a lot of awards, but it definitely took gaming by storm <laughs> when it oh, came yeah. out and has continued to be popular through. They've done a good job of, of releasing different iterations of the game, but the original classic code names is still really solid and feels very... Uh, it feels very contemporary. It doesn't feel dated, even though it's you know five years old at this point. And in gaming terms, that's it's starting to feel potentially a little dated. But I, I, it definitely holds up. Codenames is one that's uh, almost timeless in its simplicity. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got that that feel of gosh, I I should have thought of this game. This is, yes, this is the way it is. It's like it's so simple. There's nothing that complicated about it. I, I should have thought of this, and it's just like it's it's like gangbusters. It's all over the place. So, yeah, um, it 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 fits into the category of a, a lighter game. Of course, it is. You know, it, you could call this a party game, but I mentioned at the top, it's kind of a gamer's party game, and I still oh, I just, would say that's. I, I have to mention this. I, I'm looking at it. it. Did win the Spiel des Jahres? And uh, did it? Okay, I was like, so, I, I think yeah. it won something, but I couldn't remember if it was Spiel or, or some other award. I mean, it's okay, won yeah, a lot enough. of things, but that's like the one that most people would know. Yeah, yeah, that's the big one. Um, but yeah, it it 
it's it's really great. I mean, Codenames does uh, so many things right. Like, it's a very simple game, and that's kind of where people consider it. It could call it, call it a party game, and it is. But but it's also um, a game that I think any game group would would enjoy and, and have enjoyed clearly because of its popularity within gaming community, the gaming community. Um, but it also does like just the simple things right. Like the artwork for this game is surprisingly. Uh, on point like it could have been much simpler than it is but the way they did it and the um the the color scheme they they did with it and the art style they did with it is just it's perfect it's perfect for this game it just introduces enough of a theme to give you a sense of a world that you're in but of course being a light game you're not going to be you know the theme is sort of abstract in general i mean it could have been anything but it is it's really intelligent that they went with like spies and trying to suss out this uh, communications uh, between spies and uh, and their team uh, that can't be direct. You know what I mean? Because they know they're being listened to. So it it it's one of those really light games that does feel thematically on point, even though it's it's really light. So I uh, I'm always impressed by Codenames and the design and kind of everything about it is, is really well done. Um, uh, the the one uh thing i would say i guess well not that we're going through positive negatives but the one thing i will say is that this is though a game that is about social interaction and and deduction and i am terrible at being the clue giver of this game (laughs) it's one of those (laughs) games where i am horrible at being the clue uh, trying to get the clues uh but i love trying to guess them Like when I give the clues, usually the round ends with what? Wait, what? Why did you give that clue? That is not like <laughs> they have people lamenting the clues that I gave and uh, how uh, obtuse they were <laughs> or wrong just in general. But it is it is fun. I mean, the this game is quick and light and you could play it a bunch of times. And there is a, a fun to be had of being the clue giver and trying to find the clue that gives the right information without giving the wrong uh, – letting people sort of go off in the wrong direction. And part of the fun is, of course, you're not going to be perfect at that. So people are going to, uh, for whatever reason, maybe go off in the wrong direction and focus on the wrong things. And you're kind of gritting your teeth <laughs> like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Um, but – it does that really well. Even for the awkward moments, I kind of think of this as sort of a reverse. There's there's a feeling, at least for me, as as sort of a reverse social deduction game in here, where this this feels to me like uh, spy the pressure of Spyfall and being the spy as the clue giver, but it's sort of reverse where you're trying to get people to guess things, of course, as opposed to hide and hope they don't guess that you don't know what you're talking about. Um, there's a, there's a feel to that here where, where I don't know if it's just me, but, um, but anyway, let's talk a little bit about it, player counts, your experience with them. Cause I think you've played this much more than I have. And so I'm curious to know like how you feel it stacks in, in player counts and, um, you know, having, yeah, player counts. There we go. Full stop. <laughs> I, I, I've played this. Yeah, I have played this a lot and it, it says it's up to eight people. It's technically eight plus as it says on the box. So right, there's right. really no limit. It's just about how many people you think you can fit in there. Um, I think it plays really well. Oftentimes I'll bring it out and it'll be like a group of four and people are like, oh, you can't play with four. Four is the weird one. Five is a little bit weirder uh, right. just because the thing is, I think this game plays 
the best when you have at least six people playing. So two clue givers and then two people on each team trying to guess those clues. Because I think the best part of the game is having that open discussion of, ooh, I think it's this. And then the other team like going, oh, no, it's uh, totally uh, pine cones. Why wouldn't it be pine? I mean, I often put blueberry syrup on pine cones or something <laughs> like that. And like people, they're just trying to distract them. Or, or the, like you're hearing the, the things other teams are saying. You're like, oh, no. Oh, that's totally their word. That can't be our word. So that must that must mean like and and you'll know things about it. And you're you'll kind of like, oh, okay, all right. So you're hearing all the discussion. It's really interesting. Plus, as the clue giver, uh, the spy master, you really can only give your clues. You can't add anything else. Uh, which there's so many times. This is one of those games where you're like, oh god, I just want to see this one thing because they're so on the wrong track. But being able to hear that open discussion kind of goes, all right, this is kind of where their mindset is at. I, I need to play it this way. I can't I, I have to stop doing that. Or like they may have ended it on something where like, oh, we're between one of these two words that it could be, and then they guess the wrong one, and you're then you can go, oh, all right. Because they said that out loud, I know I don't have to worry about giving another clue to that word. They've got that word. It's it hopefully should be stored in their memory banks and they'll they'll probably pick it out on the next one. So I'm just gonna give a clue that has nothing to do with that word, so I can kind of move on. That one's locked down. Whereas if you're playing a one person game, sometimes they're just like, Well, I'm just gonna guess this. And it's just like, Well, I don't know what you were thinking. Where are you at? What what else did you think it could have been? Because you were totally wrong. Uh, and you can't say that kind of stuff out. You can't give anything, uh, which makes it a, a little bit harder. So this plays Really great when there's at least six people, uh, but is totally possible to do with four. I've still completely enjoyed the games I've played with four. Um, in fact, I've played this when uh, when the whole pandemic thing hit. This was one of the games that I was playing uh, a lot. Uh, I, t- I set up a bunch of games to play with uh, coworkers, uh, and it, it works really well. In fact, I just recently played this game probably, I think, like a month ago with some of my coworkers, and they, they remember we hadn't played it in like a year, uh, and they're like, oh, it's this one. It's the one where you gave the clue of saucier. I'm like, yes, it is. And they they hated that. Like, they did not. Like, it was, we were really, it was really? like one word left. I had them to, had to get them to guess pan, and I couldn't think of a word that would just get them to get pan. And I'm like, oh, God. Like, the only thing that came to mind is saucier, because nothing else relates to pan. But, like, all of them are like, what is saucier? And I'm like, oh, no, this is horrible. <laughs> and so that's what they remembered about this game is that horrible clue game. We still won because the other team couldn't get their words, and it came back to me, and I don't know what clue I gave. But saucier just stuck in everybody's mind. And so everybody's like, God, what kind of a clue is that? I'm like, I don't know. How do you know what a saucier pan is? <laughs> that, honestly, that's a pretty solid clue for guessing pan. <laughs> yeah. None of them knew what a saucier pan was, so I was just kind of like, I went way over their heads on that. Uh, my wife would have totally gotten it. Uh, I think I watched too many cooking shows or something like that. That's why they didn't. I, I know too many people that are cooks, and I watch too many cooking shows. So I, it's, it's, But it was having that like camaraderie over at those like memories about it just in heightened that game that we were playing because the people that weren't in that game like we had so many in jokes just based off of saucier for the rest of that game it's it, it was really interesting it gets people talking and like for the clue giver it's uh, i like those games that you have where it's just like you really want to tell your team no you were so on the wrong track or i want to tell you why i gave that clue 
mm-hmm. but it's it's I love the feeling because I'm tend to be the one who gives the clues uh, in this game of once you can talk, you're just like you are going on a rant. You're like, what were you thinking guessing this? How did you not realize this was it? When I gave this clue, I was trying to get you to guess this or I'm so surprised you even picked up on the wavelength that I was on with this particular clue. I think there was one game where I I, I was trying to get them to guess uh, pumpkin and like uh, Cinderella were the two ones I was trying to get. And so I said limousine and somehow the guy picked up on that. They're like, all right, uh, pumpkin and Cinderella. I'm like, how did you do that, man? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we won that game, but just doing that felt like a huge success. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, it's it's really just and that was a four player game and I I loved that. There you just have to kind of take it for what it is and kind of work with with your teammate and you just kind of have to go, "Well, what do they know? What would they think I'm thinking?" Uh or and then the other thing about the game that is really interesting is there a lot of these words have multiple meanings, multiple distinct different meanings. And there are definitely times where you're playing the game you're like, "Oh, I forgot that word had this definition." So it might be something where it's just like, "Oh, I did not mean for them to guess this but yeah i can totally see how they'd get you know you know set or something like that that has like 72 different different definitions you're like i forgot it had that definition and now i totally tanked our team or like there are people like just like oh gosh you know and they'll they'll say something it's just like oh my gosh yeah that could mean this or it's like you don't want to give a certain clue because it's going to give it away but it's like but that fits in with their words and i wish it didn't have that double meaning there oh this is so (laughs) stupid so Right, right. Yeah, it, there's a lot of things to really enjoy about this game. And if, you, if you're a word nerd, I mean, yeah, totally. But yeah. Uh, the, I think the one drawback about this game, if there is any, it, there is a lot of downtime in between things uh, while people are thinking of clues. So there's a lot of times where people are just like, hold on, I'm just trying to I'm trying to think of a way to link these three words if I can. Uh, it's, a, it's a tight game. God, what can I... Uh, is that too much? Is that too far away? Are they going to pick up on that? So there's, there's a lot of downtime in between clues. But hopefully during that downtime, the other person is trying to think of their own clue. And that, that's the way it usually works best is if, if you know, the, the, the spy masters really have to be thinking on their clues. If they aren't and they're just like, well, I'll just think of it when it comes to my turn, then it's going to slow the game down a lot. So, right. Yeah. 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 It's, um, my experiences are similar where I like the player count. There's definitely a sweet spot. And, and even though it says can play as much as you can, like wits and wagers or other games like that, there's sort of basically an endless, amount of people there is a point where it's just kind of like some people are just going to be engaged and you you know uh, they're going to be distracted or you know there's some people that are going to be really into it some people that are not but um the vibe i would i was trying to think of like the vibe that you could if no, no one's played a game like this what the vibe is like if you could compare it to something and the, the thing i came up with is that it feels very similar to me as like a, uh, some friends getting together for like a trivia night at a bar <laughs> <laughs> where oh, yeah, there's totally. ki- kind of that sense, yeah, of like, um, you know, y- you all are, you know, kind of have good ideas and you're all sussing it out and you're all trying to figure it out together and like, whispering to each other. <laughs> and then you find like, this is our choice and or here are our choices um, where you kind of as a group, uh, you're able to come up with the what you hope is the right solution. And. I really like it because, once again, the simplicity of this is so amazing where even people who are more hesitant to maybe contribute in in a, in a group one, out loud, once you are kind of like figuring out on your team, 
I've seen a lot of people who are much more reserved come out of their shell to a degree and feel very comfortable in, in contributing to this game and and oh, yeah. being an, involved or open about it. And it's such a great game in that sense where it really does bring everyone out, even if you're sort of hesitant or resistant to be more uh, outgoing in that sense. So that is one of its hu- huge strengths for sure. Um, I do think the the sweet spot is probably I don't know what would you, if you had to name a sweet spot what would you say I for me at least I think it's it's maybe like the higher end of the of what it lists on the box like six or eight maybe is probably the yeah six the and eight best. tend to be the tend to be the best yeah um yeah. so if if you can get those going that that's awesome I mean lower lower playing crowds aren't bad at at all it still plays well but it is one of those games where it's just more fun to have a, a bigger group and that many more ideas and and weird ways of thinking of things involved in trying to either give clues or suss out saucier <laughs> from uh, together together and uh you know slapping your foreheads or celebrating it, it's such one of those games where it just has a lot of those up and down aha moments or successes and kind of biting your nails for for a bit um and then either failing horribly or or succeeding gloriously so this this game definitely definitely holds up in a, in a lot of ways um have you played many of the other iterations of code names and if you have what are your thoughts uh by iterations do you mean all of the same versions of code names but like with marvel or yes, disney yes. those iterations <laughs> basically yeah, I've played none of those. Okay, yeah, uh, but neither I, have I. <laughs> I have played Codenames Pictures. I own Codenames Pictures, which that's actually the main one I was I was curious about. Yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, it's it's very similar except for it's pictures instead of words. So the the weird thing about this one is I feel like this one's a lot easier to give clues for. So it kind of goes uh, at a kind of faster pace, uh, and it's a lot easier to kind of guess things because these pictures are there i mean they're kind of like if, you, if you've seen dixit they're kind of dixity ish because they're weird they're not normal they're like a tv with swirls on it or a rug that has a maze on it or the evolution of man that's also very similar to the beatles going across the uh checkered pedestrian crossing type of things they're they're like two they're two ideas kind of mixed together and they're kind of like in this black and white this grayscale type of design um there you're supposed to have it so instead of it's a five by five grid it's a uh, four by five grid but there are a few things that you can get to actually expand it to make it a five by five i feel it's like a lot easier to give clues because it's like all right they're just pictures there's no there's a lot less limitations on the types of words you can get uh so for example in the original code names you can't use a word if the word's already out there you can't be like oh you know if it's horseman you can't use horse or man for any of your clues you can't you can't you're not allowed to do that if it's a part of the word you can't do it whereas this one it's all pictures there's no word you can stop it so if if there's a horse in the picture somewhere you can use horse as the clue making it a lot easier to give the word so this is i it might be a good way to start the type of game it's 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 definitely a different game but i i I like code names better just because it, there is that challenge to it. But if you're looking mm-hmm. for something a little bit more low key, something that just kind of goes a bit faster, that doesn't kind of get bogged down by people trying to think of like insane clues, uh, I, th- I think it plays really nicely. And the 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 art on it is is really interesting. Uh, I I like the minimalistic like grayscale pictures that are on these, so it's it's really nice. And honestly, uh, I've 
I've been able to get both the, of Codenames and Codenames pictures into the same box, so I don't uh, take up any more room on my shelf. <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah, these are small boxes, too. They're not the full game boxes. The game is, um, I don't know, what would you describe the game box size as? They're like... Uh, it's like five uh, inches by nine inches. Yeah, like kind of a quarter, maybe six by nine. Quarter it's like a third half of a box. game box. Yeah, and then and thinner in in uh, depth. Um, yeah. So my I the only other one that I've not played, but I actually really tried like to is Duet. I I'd, I'd, I'd uh, be yeah. curious to see how Duet actually plays for just a two player game. And I know there's quite a there's a few things distinct changes that they made to that game, and it's. In, it's still a code names game, but it's very like obviously different with two, straight up two than it is with uh, teams. But um, yeah, so anyway, Alex mentioned or alluded to the fact that there are very uh, extensive themes that have been slapped on code names. So if you do like the structure, but you like I don't know Disney characters, well, there's a code names Disney version, or you like uh, there's one for kind of every taste. It's one of those games where they just sort of got a lot of intellectual property rights just to make this game and then made it a ton of ton of different themes so you could kind of find the one that you like and uh and go after or use that one. Harry Potter, there's Marvel, blah 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 blah. But uh, there's there's an I, adult one. I've I have a coworker who ended up getting the ad- after dark one and they're like yeah. it's a lot harder with that one cuz all of the words are like in the same exact so it's just like oh it's, not, all, it, it's, it's like, all the same naughty window. too. Like they're all naughty. What are you talking right. about? <laughs> Yeah, Shelly hates that one. She she had to play that one. And I have to say, too, whenever games try to be, like, salacious and adult-themed, I rarely – I can't think of one that I actually really enjoy. I feel like it's just like uh, – it just feels so forced in here. But some people really like it. That's just me, though. I wouldn't – and I don't judge people who really like that. It's just definitely not for me. I just find it uh, kind of silly and, and unnecessary for the game. But uh, there are some people who really, really like – I know that love the After Dark one and, and like the titillating theme of it. Yeah, but um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, the one thing I will say about the pictures one is for uh, every once in a while, I, I used to do some language instruction, and I would try to use games for it. And one of these, the, the Codeams is actually really great for that. If you have language learners who aren't necessarily great at the languages themselves, so that like reading words or comprehending the words themselves, using the pictures version is an amazingly good language learning tool. For uh, for a group of language learners, and just just to have fun, like because you can obviously you know the word in your native language for the picture, and then trying to give clues in the language you're learning is really difficult, but also can be a welcome challenge for you to try to uh, use the language that you're learning. So. It's very, very obscure, <laughs> small portion of the people who are using this game. But just as a side note, if you are using it, and also for kids, actually, specifically, learning a language, this is this is a, a really great way to stimulate different ways of expressing things in the pictures or the regular code names. But pictures specifically who, for people who might not have um, the ability or vocabulary to to use the uh, the words one or the, or the knowledge of the words. But anyway, so one of those games that all around hits a lot of, uh, of uh, covers a lot of bases in in what a good game is and does it uh, still holds up really really holds up and it's not even that old so i shouldn't be <laughs> trumpeting this to the sky like, i can't believe it holds up five years later but but it really it does feels it feels like a it lot older than designed. it is because it's it, of that classic feel that's why it feels yes. so old yeah yeah the design element is good but it is it is classic but it's still still solid but um uh okay so who who would this be 
who would be held up by this? Who would not like this game? Oh gosh, I I think people that that don't really like thinking too hard. I guess maybe I've definitely had people that don't like playing it for that. I I have a few friends that just don't like cooperative games or team ish sure. type games. So yeah. those yep, people, uh, which is a shame because it's such a good game. Uh, but I, I do have a family member that's just like I don't like team games or cooperative games. I want to I want to crush people. And if, yeah. if that's what you're looking for, this is not this is not your game. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The only other thing I can think of is people just don't like light games. Like if you're if you're much more of a hard euro or just denser game type of person, then that probably goes along too with being in in a team with other people and kind of feeling like you don't have full agency of everything that happens. This is this could get frustrating. But uh, the only other thing I would say is if you if you're really phobic about uh, social communication games, then you might shy away from this. But I, I kind of mentioned this before that I really feel this one does it better than most that I can think of, if not all of them, for uh, creating a comfortable environment where you, you will feel not only the drive to, but also really comfortable to kind of throw out your ideas and opinions. Like it's just, it's just, it structures it in a way that there's not I don't know. It just feels like a safe spot. And I've, I've seen it many times with people being very reclusive in like a gaming group and Codenames comes out and then you just, you know, they, they feel inspired or, or comfortable enough to start being more and more engaged with that type of game where something like Spyfall, they they might not be or especially yeah. being a spy and Spyfall is really, pre- it feels really tense and a lot of pressure. And that I can see why people don't like that necessarily. But um, you'd have to be really, really phobic of that to, to for this one to turn you off. So... Obviously, yeah. who it's for is, is anyone who likes games, um, any gamer in general, I think would get a kick out of this. It, the structure is very easy to learn and very easy to engage with and becomes apparent about what strategies to do. And um, there's some goofiness to it, of course, about mis, you know people misunderstanding or misinterpreting a clue to go the wrong direction. And, and that's just the fun of it. So once again, hit uh, a lot of positives for this, a lot of reasons why someone would like it. Speaking of things uh, that are apparent, <laughs> oh, speaking oh. of one apparent thing, uh, <laughs> would your mom like this game? Huh. I would think she would. I would think she would. I'm going to leave it there. I, I can see her liking this. I don't think this would be her favorite game ever, but I think your mom would have fun with this, especially if it's like, uh, you know, a, a fair amount of people, like a group, good group of people, like the six or eight count where where people are, you know, having some drinks or having a party, a social atmosphere. I think your mom could really get into this. What do you think? I, I don't have to think. Oh, no. Oh. I've played this with my mom Hold one of the few pants. times we have a game that I've played with my mom. <laughs> She, I, yeah, she enjoys the game. I don't think it's definitely her top pick, uh, but yeah. she definitely gets it. She, she can get into it. Uh, I think the last uh, the time I played, it was I was on her team. Uh, we each kind of each took a turn. We had one game where I was the clue giver and she was uh, getting the clues, and then we had another where she was giving the clues, and she got really into it. She gave some really good clues, so she she definitely can enjoy it. But it's I I don't think she I think she would like it a lot better if there were like six people there, just so there was a lot more talking. And we were playing a four player game at the time. It was just me, my brother, and my parents, so it was uh-huh. it wasn't as as talky. And I think she would have. 
I think that's what she's kind of looking for is having that open communication. So I think she would love this at like six uh, or eight, That that those sweet spots that we mentioned. That is where she's going to like it. But if it's a four-person game, I think she's going to be like, eh, no, I'd rather play something else. Because uh, there are definitely yeah. other games where she can kind of be more involved and kind of get into it and have some more some more ruckus going on. So yeah, yeah, I think you were right on the ball with your with your assumption. Perfect. All right, another positive <laughs> consensus. <laughs> nice. Um, all right, everybody, that does it for code names. This is uh, definitely a recommend. It is a classic. I mean, I think it's going to go down as one of those classic games. It's it's. You know, the structures are familiar. They, you've seen similar elements of this, but it all comes together in a really great package. It's still really cheap to get. You can find code names for around 15 to 20 bucks. Um, and then I see it all over all the time in like the used exchange at game stores. So it, they printed a lot of them and they still are printing them. And so you can find them all over the place and you can find your specific theme if you'd like uh, quite easily too. So those are, I can't, I, I think the only like, the most expensive one I've seen is like 25, maybe pushing 30, but really around 25 for like the intellectual property ones. Um, so anyway, yeah, high recommend for code names. Check it out. Good old CGE. Yeah. I, I really like CGE. They have a lot of really great games. Yeah, they but, do have uh, an interesting one. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was one of those ones where like every time CGE comes out with something, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm curious what they did. Um, all right, everybody, I, uh, I have an excuse today. Uh, <laughs> my excuse is it is my son's birthday week, and I think that's a pretty good one. So try to find a hole in that one, everybody. But uh, I will... Wait, is he saying it's his birthday week, or are you saying it's his birthday <laughs> Is he one of those drunk people that's at a bar late at night going, it's but my, it's my birthday, birthday week. No, you can't kick me out. <laughs> Uh, we call the cops for it's my birthday. Uh, Is it I really your prom- birthday? No, it's it was last Tuesday, but it's still <laughs> within the month. It's my birthday week. <laughs> uh, yes, no, I'm prompting him to say it, so figure that one out. Uh, but uh, I will, uh, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe I'll have a saying next week or I'll just have a even better excuse. Who knows? But uh, you guys can reach out to us, of course, over a couple different ways on Instagram and Twitter at Chits and Chat. You can also go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com, and scroll down to the Chits and Chat page and fill out our comment form there. We'd love to hear from you. And, uh, yeah, we hope you guys are playing some games here as it gets to colder weather. Another reason to stay inside beyond the other enforced laws for staying inside. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> But uh, if you can't play a game, Codenames is a great option. And another great thing about Codenames is it does play pretty well for, like, a, uh, a Zoom-type setup. You can, you can play this yeah. very easily over Zoom or other virtual game spaces. This, uh, this one does really good. It's a really good um, choice. So yeah, another reason, a game for our times, if you will. So uh, another reason to pick it up. But uh, thank you all for listening, and we will catch you all on the next episode. The next episode. <laughs> it's yep. an episode with lepers. That will exactly. be our special guests. <laughs> is there a game that has leprosy as a theme? I, w- oh, I was going to say, like, I, th- I was hoping you were going to say a game with cats in it, but uh, I don't like either of those. Now that I think about it, I don't like cats and I don't like leprosy. So Ooh, I don't want to play either of those games. Leprosy. Can cats Ooh. spread leprosy? Maybe I'd leprosy? play that game. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really weird and <laughs> fascinating. Anyway, until then, uh, let us know if you can find any games with either leprosy or really sick cats. That sounds very depressing, but uh, let us know if you find any. And until next time, we'll catch you on the next episode.
Bye.